from State Street and the First Midwest Bank Studio, this is WMVP Chicago, ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody, and happy Friday night. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. And, you know, when everything got shut down in March, Mike and I took a little hiatus from this show, obviously, for a couple months. We came back right around Memorial Day, maybe the week after. And I got to say, Mike, it's been a couple of months since we've been back. But really, for the first time tonight, this Friday night, it kind of feels all back to normal because we've got lines on basketball games. We've got the NHL starting tomorrow. We've got baseball, even though there's a few hiccups that we're going to talk about. It really now, for the first time since we came back, like I said about eight weeks ago, it feels like we're totally back, doesn't okay. it? Well, I'll tell you what, Carl. First, good to talk to you guys. Good to talk to everybody out there. Guess what? I mean, you know what? I was back to normal with the John Rahm thing last week, okay? <laughs> and then last night, I, I, I mean, I won four in a row over the last two days in baseball. Nice. So I decide, you know what I'm going to do? I got a perfect read here. New Orleans is going to win this game tonight. <laughs> so I bet this uh, New Orleans team that needs to make the playoffs. Needs, needs to win. Wins. They needed to win, they, Mike. Uh, cowardly would be light for me. Now, I'm not mad that I lost the bet because it was basically New Orleans minus two. They, they played Zion, who is a man-child, yes. for 15 minutes, or, or he had 13 points. 15 played, minutes, you're right. Was, and with 13 it. points, he yep. would have scored 30 last night. Yep. The nonsense, when I'm watching grown-ass men, big men, Strong. I know he's had some issues, but are you telling me that Elvin Gentry, who should have the term interim, okay, on his business card, even though he's supposed to be a comparable head coach, he's taking orders to lightfoot it. When you need a team to make the playoffs, I found it despicable, even if I, if I had a bet on it or not. Seriously, folks, because you know what? I was even last night. That was fine. Okay, it doesn't bother me about that. If what bothers me is that you got a kid here who could be the next big thing, and Will Chamberlain got to be up there looking, going, "You got to be kidding me." I well, here's what I don't really get, and I, maybe I'm missing something on it last night too, because uh, I, I didn't. It's not like I poured over it this morning. I wondered the same thing watching the game. What exactly are you saving him for now? You, right. You you have to they needed to win. They had a lead last night. Is he night. gonna be a grown up? You're I, a professional I, now. I don't know if there's something that we're missing or what it was, whatever it was, Mike. I don't know, but I was very curious too, because this isn't like you're coasting in and you're locked in and you're just saying, Hey, why would we bother playing? Look, if LeBron played fifteen minutes, I'd almost get it. If Kawhi played fifteen minutes, right. I'd get it. If Giannis played fifteen minutes, I'd get it. But they had a lead. They blew it, and he didn't play like the last seven or eight oh. minutes of the game. They've got to win these if they're going to make the playoffs. So I, I found it to be kind of curious, too. Kind of? Yeah. I mean, I'm going, come on, man. I mean, you know what? I get over 
all over everybody for load management. But there was no load management. I know, like I said, he's had some issues. But, I mean, they should have played a ton of games by now with him in the lineup. Well, sure, and what are you managing at this point? Like, and he had to leave wow. the bubble. Maybe that had something to do with it. He had to leave for a family emergency. He had just gotten back. He was a game-time decision. But, like, Unless again, he's I, the family I, emergency, he should have played more. I don't, yeah, I, I don't quite get it. Like, what are you managing now when you basically are in this? They've given you an opportunity. They've given you eight games to try to get close enough to Memphis. And, you know, even John I mean, Moran, I'm living Derrick Rose all over again, Joakim yeah. Noah, when the minutes were conflicted. I mean, this isn't this isn't new, folks, but to overprotect is stupid. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And by the way, nice to see Joe out there, still giving it a go in the NBA last night, watching Joakim Noah. I love Joakim Noah. I know, man. He's hard not to love, right? I, I mean, mean, the guy, if he could, he just, well, maybe he does still. I remember the time he was like... Uh, Basically, citated, citation was given to him uh, when he was in Gainesville because uh, one of my favorite drinks back in the day, I mean, a cognac, if you will. And walking down the street with a snifter of cognac. Exactly. Coming back as a pro basketball player <laughs> to your old college town. He had no shortage of friends, I'm sure. Oh, my God. The guy knows how to party. He's led an <laughs> oh, interesting yeah. life. We're going to circle back to the NBA in a, in a few minutes here. I want to sure. make a couple I just of... had to tell you, I had to go play the... I played the Carpenters after the game to calm me down. <laughs> I love it. You go to Rainy the days and Mondays and also yeah. betting on New Orleans will always get me down. You and Mad Dog Russo love those Carpenters. Man, I, I have tell to, <laughs> anybody who doesn't like the Carpenters isn't, isn't a solid American. That's the best. I love yeah. it. Um, I want to mention a couple baseball things as we get going. One, importantly, just because uh, the game is right around the corner here in a few minutes, the Cubs are getting ready to get underway with the Pirates on the north side. I want to give everybody just a quick yep. note on that game if you're looking to uh, bet something. Uh, the starter tonight for the Buccos. It, now, you uh, got pushed back after last night, the rainout, so you's going to go. We'll see. We know that that's been a, an adventure, to say the least. But the tre- uh, the Bucks will start Trevor Williams. Uh, the Cubs, just so everybody knows, have lit him up in his career. They tagged him last year alone in three starts for five, seven, and eight earned runs. He's three and six lifetime against the Cubs with a six thirty earned run average. Cubs are uh, kind of a hefty favorite tonight. You got to lay a price, but that game's about to get underway, and they've done very well against Trevor Williams. The other news, of course, Mike, is that we've now got at least three cancel. I don't want to say cancellations, postponements. Because of uh, what had happened earlier in the week with the Marlins situation and that rampant outbreak within their clubhouse. And now we were supposed to have a day game earlier today between the Cardinals and the Brewers. And that series is on hold because a couple of Cardinals players had tested positive. I yes. know, but a couple. I come back. Listen, I'm old school. You know that. I mean, I, I, I went to work every day of my life. I never missed days. Whether I worked for the city, the hot dog stand, 16 years, never missed a day. I mean, I was I worked on the air when I had colitis for a show when I was on remote with Doug Buffone. It was the most painful four hours of my life, but I just grinned. I just uh, bore it out. So it's nonsensical to me. We've been talking about this once again, the situation that's going on. Because I go back when they had, hey, well, the... The Atlanta Hawks, six guys got the flu, but they're going to battle it out tonight. They're a little bit short-handed, and then they'd win the game. I think this is what's going to happen. You're never going to play sports again if you're going to start calling things off for one or two guys. That's well, the problem opinion. is two turns into 19 like it did with the Marlins. That's the problem. They went well, my from problem 19. Is, my problem is I, I understand the whole mask thing, okay? But the mask is worn to protect other people, right? From what I understand. Uh, yeah, right. You're trying to do good for your, your right. fellow man. Yes, exactly. Well, because if you're not all the Marlins, easily. If all the Marlins wore masks, how did half of them get it? I don't think they all wore masks. That's well, the there answer. you go. So, I mean, this is it's about discipline. Yes, I would uh, agree with that. And athletes have none after hours. 
I cannot criticize anybody uh, for wanting to go nightclubbing since, quite frankly, I did decades of that. So, <laughs> I mean, basically, I mean, that's basically what I'm talking about. But at this time, you would think you'd be careful. Yeah. You haven't worked. You need to check. And uh, I still think we're going to make it out. But the doubleheader thing now, I'm not buying into the seven-inning thing. Seven-inning doubleheaders, yep. What a bunch of nonsense that is. Just ruin it. I mean, well, just, I, I think you got to do whatever you can, though, to get these in. That's why I... And, then why did you add new playoff teams? Don't, don't tell me you're worried about the eighth and ninth inning and you went from 10 to 16 playoff teams. Don't tell me that because, you know, it's, it's the same old argument. Well, yeah, I'll, you're adding I'll, the revenue from the playoffs. I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. not only adding the revenue, 400 ex- guys got a chance exposing. of getting it. Sure, no, you're right. I mean, yeah, so they, I don't they want to hear the, the nonsense. Right. Yeah, the eight, nine, like, like you're not going to get it in the sixth. Right, no, that's true. It's a bunch of ridiculous nonsense. But I think. Not everything, but I'll. A yeah. lot of it is. They're scrambling. Look, they're scrambling. Yes, and, they and, are. And that's what it is. And I think you just have to sort of uh, understand that it is what 2020, it's like the reality of 2020, I guess. they This happened, boom, right out of the gates. And they're like, well, now what the hell are we going to do? And you got to figure something out. So let's do seven-inning double headers. I mean, it, oh. it's, it's all crazy. And I get what you're saying. They get about- ice cream. Like I said on Twitter, they get ice cream after the game, you know. Like 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 little kids. I mean, BB heard about it. My wife. I said, "Listen, they're gonna. You hear this? Because baseball is the traditional sport that has just been ruined now by this little deal. They're gonna play seven innings." She goes, "Like sixteen inch softball." Well, that, that's what it's like. It reminds you a little bit. I mean, it does. What is Vegas? They do? should play at Williamsport. What? <laughs> what does Vegas do? To set those totals, oh. I mean, they just take, uh, they, they simply have some regression, uh, not even regression algorithms, I shouldn't say that, but I'm sure they've got some equations, they'll, they'll just plug in the formula for, okay, two less innings, but I think it starts changing totals, it changes, uh, yep. it changes any, I mean, depending on how many of these there are, it starts changing uh, futures bets for things like complete games from starting pitchers and stuff like that, so yep. there are some... You know, like, I mean, it does affect uh, kind of what we talk about, betting lines and and betting angles and things like that. I mean, I can't imagine that uh, a team needs the last game of the season, and it's the second game of a doubleheader. You're playing seven. Can you imagine? And the other team needs the game. It's between them two, and they got to play nine because it's a single game, and the uh, doubleheader guy plays seven. Hmm. I'm sorry. They didn't think this through. Manfred has got to act a, at, at times a little balanced. I understand. But to say, I mean, they're wearing masks because they're afraid they're going to get it from the catcher. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you're outdoors, man. Come on now. I mean, take a, some, there's got to be a little bit of risk. I'm not saying that you shouldn't watch out for everything. But I think that there's some overdoing it. And I think the 70 thing is just uh, a continued bastardation of the game, to be honest with you. Mike and I have some picks for you later. We gave, yeah, out, a win- we gave out a winner last week with the San oh. Diego Padres. I got another baseball game for everybody later tonight. One of the West Coast games, so stick around for that. We got, we got San Diego. We won. That's what we did. We got, didn't I say that? Both we got of the Padres. Us, yeah. Oh, yeah, we both had the. How about the Padres? What a start! I want to talk to um, Luke Pergandy about that Ooh. next. Let's ask Luke about some of the Padres' futures and what might be happening at Prop Swap because that was one of the teams we circled. The start hasn't been as good for my beloved White Sox, Mike, but one of the teams we thought that, hey, maybe in a short sprint with all their young talent, what about a team like the Padres and had their bull? 
their bullpens kind of cost them in a couple. They could very easily be six and one. They're five and two. The Padres are off to a very good start. We'll talk to Luke Pergandy about that. We'll talk about the golf weekend with them as we always do because there are always great tickets available. And uh, I mean, how about Brooks Kepka? We we wondered earlier in the week, Merck and I. Hey, yeah. maybe now's the time to buy low on Kepka. Yep. He was like twenty five thirty to one going into the weekend. Remember me? That's what he's saying. Remember me? Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> so we're going to talk to Luke Pergandy when we come back next. Ooh. And we still have a ton to do. We've got more with the NBA's return. Uh, we got a game at the top of the hour that we can talk about for tonight in the NBA. We got the NHL's big return, including the Blackhawks tomorrow. So we got a ton to do and a lot of handicapping to talk about. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, everybody, presented by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco, and we do this each and every Friday night for you here on ESPN 1000. Podcast always goes up right after on that great ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you download that. And you'll get the Encore replay tomorrow morning, 8 until 9, before Brian Hanley and Pat Boyle are back on the air with the hockey show. And the Hawks return tomorrow. So we got the return to sports going on. And, Mike, it's that time of the show that we say hi to our good buddy Luke Pergandy. He's the man from Prop Swap. He and his buddy Ian, they're the two guys, the Chicago guys that started Prop Swap. And, boy, I mean, it's just glorious. You guys, we all made it, Luke, and you guys made it. And uh, here we are. Baseball might be teetering on the brink. I get that. But uh, the NBA, the NHL, these bubble formats look like uh, they're working so far, fingers crossed. And that's great for you guys, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we we made it through. Uh, this week has been crazy, busiest week uh, since the, the pandemic began in the uh, first week of March. So it's been awesome. Uh, buying and selling basketball tickets. You know, we've talked about golf for the past few weeks. That remains to be very popular, but the real the real money is is on the big four sports and. Um, specifically basketball and hockey this week. You got three pretty clear-cut favorites, it seems like, in the NBA and the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks. It was nice watching the return last night, especially that second game, uh, as the Lakers were able to hold on and win, but the Clippers covered. Um, when they're full strength, you know, Harold didn't play Lou Williams, of course, because he's too busy getting chicken wings at a strip club in Atlanta. <laughs> didn't play, but, I mean, you kind of get an idea, Luke, that when they are at full strength, uh, a, a playoff series between the Lakers and the Clippers could be epic. Now, uh, you know, you're you're not going to get great odds, I guess, but I, I would imagine, you know, it just proved last night that the Clippers are still going to be a tough out for the Lakers in the West, right? Yeah, uh, those those two teams are going to be amazing to watch as the as the season progresses. Those are, in my opinion, clearly the two best teams. I think the Bucks belong in the conversation, but. Uh, I think I think the champion will be one of the two Los Angeles teams. So what a what a game last night! It's great to be to watching LeBron and you know the fact that Anthony Davis can just spot up and drop three like that is is just incredible at his size. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great uh, re- resume of sports last evening. 
Yeah, well, let's go the other way now, because you know I'm the voice of doom here. <laughs> and uh, I had the New Orleans Pelicans last night. And I'd like to ask you, now that we all know that they have no interest in basically winning, even though they have a shot, and Zion played uh, a limited amount of minutes, and if he would have played like 20, 25 minutes, they win the game. People you think going to start cashing in their Hornet future playoff tickets if there were any, or are they going to stick with them? Yeah, on the, on the Pelicans? Yes. Yeah, so we've been selling Pelicans tickets all week. Um, I'd did say last night them, change? Yeah, right. did, did last night change things for these people, you think, too? Because they no, saw I mean, play under a minutes. Yeah, I hear you. It was an odd decision to not be playing him. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what he's been doing this offseason. He, he looked a little bit chunkier than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's he's a stud. It's, it's the first regular season game back after all this, um, you know, traveling and not working out as much as everyone should. I'm sure he's not the only person that isn't in perfect shape uh, as this resumes. So I, I get it. It's, I hear you that it's annoying to have bet on them and then not be playing the, you know, the best rookie in the league in the last three minutes of the game. Um, but, but I think they'll be okay. I think the Pelicans are still a, a fun team. You know, we're not selling thousand dollar tickets on the Pelicans, but right. we're selling $10 tickets, $20 tickets mm-hmm. on them to win it all. And then if they, you know, win a couple of games in the, the first series of the playoffs then you sell it for, you know, 30 bucks or 40 bucks. Luke, what does the market look like for some of the uh, favorites and maybe a couple of slightly longer shots for the uh, NHL Stanley Cup with the return to play coming up this weekend? Yeah, I mean, before I started this company, I would always read articles on how the Blackhawks were just such a public team. And, you know, I'd be reading articles in Caesars Palace and MGM, and they're just like, we just can't print enough Blackhawks tickets. Well, now I'm living it because <laughs> we are selling so many Blackhawks tickets. It is incredible. Um, people just can't get enough of this team. And, you know, with Seabrook not playing and, you know, Crawford had COVID, like you'd think that maybe this would be the year that people kind of take their foot off the gas pedal on the Hawks. But that is that is not the case. It is wow. amazing. Um, and in fairness, they're really good odds. It's 75 to 1 out in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple of sellers out here that are posting them a new odds of like 65 to one. Yeah. So they're betting a hundred bucks and selling it for 120, making immediate profit. And then, you know, guys in Chicago can get 65 to one odds. Um, when the local bookies I'm sure don't have much higher than 50 to one. So everyone's winning, uh, on this, this Blackhawk scenario. Yeah. Well, in fairness, I think I'll pound Edmonton just out of curiosity. <laughs> I, I just got that feeling, Luke. You know, like you say, there's it's over exuberance at yeah. best. It's yeah. You want to be yeah. on the other side of that when the public goes crazy for one team, right? That's oh right. yeah, yeah be, be contrarian. Yep. Um, and then golf. I mean, you, prop swap for the golf betters for golf fans. Like we talk about it every week. I mean, it, it is. Prop swaps made for for betting golf over the weekend, and you know every Wednesday we do uh, a podcast, um, an original podcast called the Golf Club. And at the end, Luke, we always Merck and I and one of our other producers here, Adam Abdallah, we always talk about the betting angles going into the weekend. And you know, a couple of days ago, when we taped on Wednesday, we had wondered, like, okay, is this finally the week to buy low on Brooks Kepka? You know, I mean, last week he looked like he was in pain and. Uh, he and DJ had both been a little bit of a mystery here. And, you know, when you can get Brooks Kepka, uh, 
uh, in a smaller field, even though it's a very good field, at like 25-31, you're kind of like, wow. I mean, and then he goes out and he shoots eight under uh, after round one and in, in good position for the weekend here. And, and really, for people that love the action on golf, like Brooks Kepka, Tony Finau, who we've talked about in the past, Rory. I mean, Prop Swap is made for people that want to buy and sell uh, with when it comes to golf bets, right? Yeah, yeah. I think convincing someone to sell, you know, the notorious Vegas Golden Knights ticket a couple of years ago or, you know, Washington Nationals ticket, this most recent World Series, when you got them at 50-1 to 1, and now they're one game away from winning, like, that's a little bit more difficult to convince someone to sell because all of their upside goes away. But, like, golf, get in and get out, yep. right? You bet a golfer on Thursday and you're selling it on Saturday. You're not married to this bet. It's been such a short duration that you've been holding it, like we just constantly are, are seeing guys buy on Thursday, then sell on Saturday. And to your point, Tony Finau is just the, the prototypical guy that you should be doing that with on Prop Stop. And we had a bunch of guys who bet on Finau last week. At uh, He started at like 14 to 1, 15 to 1. And then they were selling at new odds on Saturday at 3 to 1. Oh, my God. So you make 500% on your money from Thursday to Saturday, and then you care less if he self-destructs as he <laughs> notoriously does. It's amazing. It's like day trading. That's why golf's great for prop swap. Luke, have a great weekend as always. Uh, enjoy everything Luke. with the NBA and the NHL. We'll talk Luke. to you next week, buddy. Luke. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Mike. Bye. Yeah, pal. There he is, our guy Luke Pergandy. I mean, yeah, how about Tony Finau's being seventh grade. Yeah, I, I couldn't I, get out. I'm telling you, he can't have a good Sunday. Mike, no. I mean, like, it's crazy. You tell him it's the 16th hole, he's finished. I guess, that's what I would do. If I were playing against him on Sunday, I'd be like, hey, Tony, we're yeah. seeing off on And now, in his already. defense, he did shoot a 68. That's true. He wasn't yeah, so that's bad true. last week. Exactly. I mean, really. But still, uh, he can't. Like, there's, he's just, there's something missing. He, mi- like, he missed the three-foot putt for par. Putt, right, Merck? And yeah. then the 16th hole, which everyone was birding, he didn't birdie. He did he's going to jump. Everybody's going to jump off, and he'll win. Yeah, well, that's probably true at some point. But. I remember I said, man, Mickelson's never going to win a major. <laughs> and, you know, the next thing you know, I'm, I'm tied to a chair getting slapped around. Five later, know? yeah, and it's yeah, like, oh, what if exactly. I right? no. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was the first to admit it after the first one because he seemed like, he would, look, he's got a lot more talent than Fee now. And for a while there, he couldn't get going, and then boom. It took him a while, I know. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about hockey's return in the Hawks and the I Oilers tomorrow. Um, the Hawks are a 130 dog tomorrow in the game. Of course, uh, Corey Crawford is going to play, so that's good news. The Hawks are plus 150 in the series, so Edmonton is uh, the favorite. The key here is uh, for the Blackhawks, if they're going to pull this off, is staying out of the penalty box. The Oilers' power play uh, not only was the best in the NHL this year, converting at about 30%, it is the best in the NHL in four decades. I mean, it is historically Good. You know, the Blackhawks actually, in one fewer regular season game, scored eight more even strength goals than the Oilers. So even with all their great firepower and dry sidle and McDavid, it's not like they were terrific five on five, but if they play on the man advantage, it is good night. Uh, lights out. The Oilers will bury you. So stay out of the penalty box is going to be the biggest key. And if Crawford stands on his head, maybe they have a shot in this, Mike. Well, I mean, they got the pedigree, like I've said before. But, uh, you know, the deal is, and this is going to be good. I'm anxious to see how the ratings are going to be for the NHL compared to the NBA. Just out of curiosity, because yeah. they got similar circumstances. I'll be, and we will be, and I know the market will help, but Chicago uh, has no representation in the NBA, so we're going to be watching our Blackhawks. And you know, if they end up beating Edmonton, 
for the series. I'll be absolutely thrilled for him. I I have told Rocky Wirtz this. It's 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 not personal. It's business, you know. But I'm going to take Edmonton. Right. Uh, it's just because from what I've heard from Luke, right. what I've Go heard from other, other people, yeah. I, I, it's not really. Is it really going the other way, or are we really making a heart wrenching? I would, yeah, I with think the you're Hawks. right. Yeah, you, and you you're know? using your head. I mean, it tells if you you're here, in Edmonton, you're not going the other way. No, it tells you here that the better team, I, I, you know, I think yep. is Edmonton. I, I totally agree well, with you. It, without our fan fandom, and I, yeah. I, I remember choking on cigar smoke at the old Chicago Stadium. Yep. Without our fandom, Carm, because we both love them. Yes, and we love everything about them. Uh, who you? Who would you take? Edmonton. Yeah, absolutely. Edmonton. I think you're right. When we come back, Mike and I will spend a little bit more time on the Stanley Cup. Want to just give everybody the updated odds, and we can kind of go through a few teams here uh, to talk about the return to play for the NHL. More in the NBA too. Baseball. We still got lots to do. Plus, our guy Jim Miller. Jimmy. And uh, some good news from the Illinois Gaming oh, Commission yeah. yesterday for Hawthorne. So we'll talk about all that with Jim uh, in just a little bit. Don't go anywhere. We're cruising along on this Friday night talking sports gambling. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco, and we're the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Hope everyone's having a great Friday night. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco here, getting you set for the weekend on ESPN 1000. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. We do it for you every Friday, talking sports and sports gambling. Hit us up on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Podcast will be up when we're done on the ESPN Chicago app. Then you get the encore replay tomorrow from 8 until 9. And then at 9 o'clock, you'll have uh, Brian Hanley and Pat Boyle with the hockey show on Saturday morning. When we're done tonight, we take you down to the bubble in Orlando for the final of uh, today's action. All the games today, we had games in the afternoon, games this evening. We got the 8 o'clock tip uh, in Orlando between Luka Doncic and the Mavs and James Harden and the Rockets. So don't go anywhere when we're done as you will get to enjoy that NBA game. A little bit more here as uh, we kind of wrap up our NHL coverage for the night. Mike and I were talking about the Hawks-Oilers getting underway tomorrow, a 2 o'clock puck drop in the bubble, and then here are the updated odds to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, it is no surprise to me that Tampa's your betting favorite at 11-2. to two. You know, from Christmas until the shutdown, uh, the Lightning had led the NHL in goal differential at plus 42. I mean, that is incredible over that number uh, of games. They have a plus 42. The Bruins were the next closest team at plus 29, and we know how good the Bruins are. Mike and I love the Bruins. That's love how much them. distance was between Tampa and the rest of the league. The Bruins are your second choice with the Golden Knights. Both are 6-1. to one. Vegas had gone 11-2 and two over its final 13 games before the shutdown, so they were playing well, but... Who know, you know, all the momentum's gone at this point, right, Mike? Yeah. I mean, it's like you're starting up all over again. Yeah, I mean, I know about starting up all over again, and I've done that numerous times in my life. You know, you, you take a step back because you know what? It means nothing, any momentum that they had. Now it's a whole new ball game, playing under in a whole new situation with, yeah. the, with the rink and everything. I mean, unfamiliarity with the teams. Uh, you still have COVID hanging over your head no matter what. Yep. You're wondering if this guy's got it, if that guy's got it, if that guy just coughed, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I, I'm really hoping 
that this model works, and I, you know, I think it's going to save uh, the NBA. I give them all credit, all the leagues. They've been trying their best, uh, but some leagues have, and I'm not going to go into better leadership than other leagues. I think baseball's got horrible leadership, and I think yeah. uh, certain thing. I think the NHL. I mean, Gary Bettman. Who would have thought that night right now he'd be the best commissioner maybe going? I know. It is kind of surprising. Normally they don't do things right, but right. Uh, maybe a tip of the cap. Like they could have figured right. out a successful way to pull this off, Mike. You're right. I mean, really, when you look at the other commissioners, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of big signals and stuff like that. The NBA's doing some controversial stuff that half the fan base probably doesn't like, to be honest with you. But you know what? It doesn't matter to me. I don't care what you're right as long as you cover. That's my deal, you know. You can have any name you want. How about how about here? I wanted Brandon Ingram to make a basket last night, and on the back of his jersey, that was for Mike. Okay, because that's what I needed there. So it doesn't matter to me. I have to do this for, and I make a pretty good chunk of money doing this, and and so does Carm. And and you know what? I got to tell you something. I think the NHL playoffs will be the best. I think the NBA is going to be the second best. I think the NFL is still in uncertainty with college, and boy, Major League Baseball is shaky. Yeah, it is right now. College is interesting. I mean, like all these power conferences now going to the the ba- basically the conference right. only schedule. There's one non conference opponent for the ACC. That's got to really make Alabama mad. Well, you know, I mean, and what does it start to do to the odds, I guess, Mike, and and we still don't really know no. because we've got to see what these schedules look like. But like Bama, to your point. Now that you're going to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're looking to fill two more games. Al Cornet and them is gone. And right, exactly. Like what, you know, who are you adding out of out of the Prairie SEC? State is gone. Exactly. Like you know, <laughs> Tennessee, Chattanooga, wherever else they were oh, playing. I can it's name like, them. Oh, you know, I mean, I, I I do wonder when when they sort out these schedules, how right. Vegas reacts, right? Like what what the move is to kind of readjust the odds a little bit. Here's what Vegas cares about. We don't care what we have to do to adjust. Just get the games Just out. Just play, there. right? I Just agree. Just play. Yeah. Uh, that's it, and that's the way I feel too. I mean, to say last night I pulled out my set list finally. Yeah. You know, which means I keep the the sound down on whether it be uh, basketball or whether it be baseball, and I played music. Mm-hmm. I don't have to listen to the announcers. I see the graphics. And, you know, I see myself win a game, lose a game. Had a good set list last That's night. That's nice. I started out with Welcome to the Jungle. You know <laughs> oh, what I, I mean? I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I started out with that. Then I went to uh, uh, The Seekers. There'll never be another you. I went to a little Frank Sinatra. And then Boy, I jumped. That- then I jumped over to Van Halen. That's like an incredible wide range there, you know? Well, like I'm a wide range of type of guy, I, as you know. I it's on my it. business card. I dig that. I got to say. <laughs> so we got, as I mentioned, uh, the NBA yeah. slate really kind of picks up here. We're going to take you, when we're done at 8 o'clock, to the uh, final game in Orlando for the day, and that's going to be the Mavs and the Rockets. Mike and I talked a lot about last night's action uh, the two underdogs did cover. One of them won outright. That was the Jazz winning outright. They were about a two-and-a-half-point dog. The Clippers covered, and even though they were shorthanded, made it close, and I think it's setting up for a, a wonderful playoff series if the Clippers and the Lakers were to meet. That's going to be great. Both games also went under the total last right. night, Mike, and I mean they went way under. Somehow the Jazz-Pelicans game, after opening at about 220, got bet out. 
to 229. It wasn't even yeah. close. That game finished at 210. People the Clippers, the over I guess night. so. Like, how did that, like, where where was everybody thinking that, oh, no big deal. These players haven't played for three months, uh, four months. And It was just... 227 earlier in the day. I mean, it's cra- and it was 229 by the time they tipped off. The, the total in the Clipper-Laker game was bet out to 220. That game finished at 204. Like, they weren't even close. I mean, Brandon Ingram, to me, is going to be a huge star. Yes. I watched him last night. With him and, and, and Williamson now, and with the right type of situation, and when they have the full schedule, especially. But I sang his praises in the first half where he had 15 points, and then in the second half, he, he basically got a dirty diaper, and uh, I think he had 23. Eight for the second half, and he had to do better than that. Reddick and all those guys got cold. The last three, four minutes of the game, Utah took over. Yeah. Congratulations Mitchell. to Oof. them. Yeah, and, and I want to say something about Quinn Snyder. Uh, maybe one of the most underrated coaches in all the four sports. Agreed. Right? Underappreciated, you know, underrated. Yep. Agreed. Underrated. You never hear about him. He looks the same as he did <laughs> totally. uh, when he was at Duke. Totally. Last, I'm watching him last night. He, has an he, age. Used to, <laughs> he used to have the hair over his eye a little bit when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he looks like he did when he played for Duke. I and I, I always thought he was okay, but I never saw him here. I never saw him no, being as good no. as he is, and he's a really good coach. He can coach, I agree. Yep. So I'm wondering if we uh, stick with the trend and, and think about the under tonight in this game, too, because it's another pretty big total. you got another total that was hanging for most of the day around 229. That's the game coming up here on ESPN 1000 when we're done. It's the Rockets and the Mavs. Dallas is a small one-point favorite in this game, but this has been another big line move. When it first opened, most places had it set at about 224 or 225. The first half total was something I was looking at. It's 117 for this game. I will tell you that the Rockets and the Mavs are 1-2 and two in the NBA uh, this year in points per game in the first half. They combined to average about 119.2. How are they with nobody in the stands? Excellent question. And I'm like, I looked at that. Because I think Westbrook and Harden live for that. Excellent question. And it's a good point. And I looked at that total, and I looked at, okay, well, the regular season tells you that they'd be over 117 because they, again, are the two highest scoring mm-hmm. first team, uh, first half teams in the league. But I thought of what Mike always says, you know, is that too good to be true? And is it begging you to, you know, they're begging you to keep pounding that over. That's what they want. And does it, it just seems like through this first weekend at least, or these first few games for these teams, they're still kind of like, Hey, we're getting our legs back underneath us, and we have to figure out what it's like playing in this bubble in this there weird. It looks like a summer league game. I Mike. was waiting for you to say that. And so, because... are we looking at? Should we be really looking at the unders here? Well, early on? I played a lot of basketball. I also played junior college ball, and you know, there's a reason. I remember going to when I played for Truman. We went to Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee, and uh, it was a light crowd, different gym, different lighting. Um, and it's just a whole different ball game. Then I played park district ball. You know. With one of the great teams of all time, AWT. I, I'm sure you're going to ask me what that means. What's AWT? Average white team. And uh, quite frankly, that's what that's we what were. That's what you guys were. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, we were named after the average white band back in the day. And and um, I'll tell you what. I like the. Uh, I, I would take the under if I was going to bet it. Yeah. Am I still bitter about last night? <laughs> no. But, but am I a little tentative right now about the NBA? Do I have to see? I would go light. But I'm with you. New 
environment. Yes. No fans. They feed off the fans, Houston. They really, really do. Westbrook loves putting on a show. He plays hard no matter what, though. So they got to watch that. But I think... Because a lot of them are long-range shooters, it's going to be an under That game. could be it. Yeah, a lot of threes, and maybe it takes a little while, and new sight lines and all that kind of stuff right. to get used to it. When we come back, we are going to give you uh, our plays for the night, a little bit more baseball, and, of course, Jim Miller. Jimmy! He's got ponies for you when we come back. Don't go anywhere. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000 Chicago. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this Friday night, Carmen DeFalco, Mike North, we're The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap here on ESPN 1000, that time of the show. We talked to our buddy from Hawthorne. He is at Hawthorne Gym on Yes, he's the one and only Jim Miller. And not only is he going to give us some ponies, he's an expert handicapper, but we got to say congrats and uh, some good news for Hawthorne and those who want to do sports <laughs> wagering in this state uh, with the, the ruling yesterday from the Illinois Gaming Commission. How yeah. about it, Jimmy? Good stuff, right? Uh, I'll tell you, it's a great week here for Hawthorne. It's been 20 years in the making to get uh, to where we are in regards to gaming. But to not only have gaming, but now to be able to have sports wagering coming soon as well, I'll tell you, the, the level of excitement is incredible. The, the level of activity is going to be incredible, too. But, guys, now we're talking we're only weeks away from not only offering sports betting at Hawthorne Racecourse, but three of our OTB locations as well. So that's wow. the cool thing. We can spread out amongst the area, get a lot of people into those brick-and-mortar locations to get signed up, and then we're going to get them rolling. Beautiful. And, and, and hopefully, let, let's, let's say a football season, college pro kind of starts – somewhat on time by September. I mean, is that yep. kind of the plan, Jimmy, to have everything up and running certainly by football? Oh, yeah. We'll be up and running before then. We're talking we're about three weeks away Got max it. right okay. now. And the locations we're looking at, we're looking at Hawthorne Racecourse, but then we're going to have locations in Crestwood, Oak Brook, and Prospect Heights as well at our OTB locations there. Mm. So you're not only going to be able to sign up, we've put additional TVs, additional areas for people to sit and watch and wager. And I'll tell you, it, it really, it, it's nice to cover a large area because that's what you need to do. Because there's so many sports better spread out amongst this listening area. So we're able to do that. But, yeah, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready here probably three weeks max. And you're going to have, like, let's face it, there's different categories of gamblers, okay? Yep. You have some gamblers that will go up, come in and they'll bet just the horses. There's other gamblers that will come in and, and bet uh, Major League Baseball. But also, there's gamblers that are going to come in and bet 2 bucks a shot or 10 bucks or 15 bucks. Everybody's important. But you guys yep. are really going to go after the high-stakes player, too, and I'm sure you have different amenities for those guys, right? Well, we're definitely going to have different amenities for those guys, too. And we're not, not only talking about different areas that they may be able to sit and spread out and really enjoy a full day that there. Mm-hmm. But when you're just talking about top-notch facilities, and when you mean top-notch facilities, guys, we're talking TVs. You need to have nice TVs. You need to have large TVs. You need to have an area of comfort, and you need to have ease of accessibility, too. So that's the things that we offer at all of these locations. There's different areas, different levels of comfort where you can come in. Like you said, if you want to make that wager, just place the wager on the kiosk and head out for the day. That's great. But if you want to come in, sit there, maybe watch a full NFL game, you can do that. You have your wagers on the NFL game. And you can wager on the horses throughout the course of the day, too. So you have three hours of NFL football. You're going to have a ton of races mixed in between. So really, there's so many opportunities. And I think that's the beauty of combining this 
not only with horse racing, but with the gambling aspect as well. You like sitting in the sports book in Vegas. It's going to be fabulous. How about some ponies for the weekend, Jimmy? What are we looking at? We got ponies for the weekend. We're only going away from Hawthorne for one race, and that's going to be Saturday at Saratoga. Race number 10, the $300,000 Allen Jerkin Stakes. Seven furlongs on the dirt. We're looking to the four-horse Echo Town in here. Bet this horse across the board. This was a horse that was second at seven-eighths of a mile. Two starts back, and that was to a horse by the name of No Parole, who's going to be the favorite in this race. And I think Echo Town can improve off that last race. Should be moving forwardly late and should be very tough. And then that we're going to move to Hawthorne. Sort of, that name is sort of outdated now, No Parole, right? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, exactly. That's way that outdated. I'll tell you that. They're the yeah. favorite. Let that horse be a beaten favorite now. There you go. <laughs> then we're going to go to Hawthorne Saturday night. Race number one, the nine horse. Talk about Valor. Again, bet this horse across the board. 9-2 to two in the morning line. This is a horse that got a later start than a lot of others this year, and it's mainly because this horse earned a lot of money last year. It was a very quality horse, and they just took their time getting back to the racetrack, but he's going to be very tough in race one. And then go to race 10 with the five horse, Fox Valley Charlize. Just bet this horse to win. This was a horse that was claimed out of its last start. Gets a perfect post draw. Should be very tough to beat in race number 10. It's a beautiful Saratoga tomorrow. The 10th race, the four horse across the board. And then action at Hawthorne, the first race tomorrow. The nine horse across the board. And then in the 10th race, the five horse to win. Right, Jim? That's right, boys. Right. Let's make some money. we got to build a bankroll for the NFL season. You, you nailed it, my friend. Congrats on the good news, and we'll talk to you next week. All right? uh, you got it. There Have a great is. weekend, guys. You too. Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Fabulous stuff. Saratoga. Beautiful, Great right? movie with Clark Gable, Gene Harlow about Saratoga. He's a hustler. Mm. He's a better. And Gene Harlow, a little sidebar, died when she was 26 during the movie. And the last quarter of the movie, you don't even see. There's a double. You never no see her face. No kidding. Absolutely. All right, I'll That's what one. I'm here for. That's good stuff. I've never seen Saratoga. So I Saratoga, check it. it out. I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Good movie. A couple baseball games coming up tonight. Uh, the Astros visiting the Angels just ah. after 8. McCullers and uh, Matt Andres is going to start that one for you know uh, for the Angels. Joe Madden doesn't want his guys throwing at the Astros. He said he kind of gets it if you're the Dodgers. He said they have no reason to. He's told his guys we're not going to engage in that. The bigger story here is Mike Trout's left uh, the team for now. Paternity leave. They're two and five. I, I don't you know I don't get it. My Mike and I were both a little bit more on the Angels. Like okay with Joe Madden and Rendon and like can they finally figure it out? First game of the year. Madden being Madden, Yanks his guy in the fifth. He goes to seven different relievers. They give up a yep. walk-off grand slam to lose yep. it. They're two and five, and it's like, and now they don't have Mike Trout. The Angels just can't get it together, And Mike, Mike Trout was the guy, and I don't care what Joe Madden uh, says, Mike Trout's the guy that took off on Houston. He was the guy, if you look up his quotes, he didn't like it one bit. And I looked at the game, and tonight it's, they're plus 161. Now, that would have been a little bit lower, but I was looking at them. I still, I don't know. Right now, you could buy a run and a half, uh, okay, for, I think, 100 bucks. Mm, you know? Yeah. And, and it looks like it should be a slaughter. But I think there's still a lot of guys in that team that don't like what Houston did. Right. I'm sure Joe Madden. Uh, and why would you say that anyway? I keep them guessing, even though yeah. you can say it within your clubhouse. Keep them guessing. I like Well, it. yeah, like, hey, I'm sorry. Don't let them get comfortable, right? Right. Yeah. We're not going to throw at you. Well, you know what? I mean, that to me, first of all, it tells you how the game has changed because uh, they would throw at you back in the day for no reason. Yeah. Uh, you hit a home run for, off me two years ago, and I'm Bob Gibson, and I've never forgotten it, and I'm going to throw at you for the rest of your days. Yeah. You know, period. Yeah. 
Uh, NASCAR, before we give you our best plays, NASCAR's back this weekend. Uh, They go to New Hampshire Motor Speedway for the Foxwoods 301. Uh, It's no surprise who the favorites are here. Harvick is your favorite at plus 375. He's won the last two races, uh, this event, the last two years. And then Denny Hamlin's your second choice at 5-1. to He won this race in 2017. So not only do both guys have a good history at the track, both guys have been great since NASCAR's return in May. Harvick and Hamlin have combined to win eight of the 17 races since the return. If you want one long shot, and I... Can't give this out with too much confidence, just if you're looking for like a little sneaky sleeper. Matt Kenseth also has a good history at New Hampshire. He is a three-time winner of the event, and he is a whopping 75-1. to 1. But I think this is going to be pretty heavy on the favorites this weekend uh, for NASCAR. And it's that time of the show where after we both gave you a winner last week, Mike and I are going to try to do it again. What do we like for this weekend, Mikey? Right now, Carm, I'm going to take the Angels. I'm okay. going to take the Angels who've had a couple bad managed games, but they've also had a couple tough luck games. I like the plus one and a half, minus 105. I like it. All right, yeah. plus one and a half, minus 105. Right. I'm going to give you a total. A's and Mariners tonight. It's Manaya versus Taewon Walker, and, uh, you know, he's just coming back after basically a year and a half of uh, trying to overcome Tommy John surgery. But my angle here is kind of a similar one from last year where we talked about the Mariners and all the games that went over because they hit a lot of home runs and they had god-awful pitching. And we're seeing some of the same stuff now. I'm going to play the trend. So far, seven games for the Mariners. All seven games have gone yeah. over. They're tied for second in the American League with 36 runs scored. They've allowed six more runs than any other team in all of baseball. So they score. They give them up. The total in the game is nine. I will go over the total in the A's-Mariners game cool. tonight. By the way, now you know we're like brothers in arms. I mean, you and I. We're like pals, right? Yes. We're the odds couple. The That's number right. one. Which, I noticed how you sort of skirted the White Sox tonight. <laughs> well, they they were already underway when we were coming on the air. No, I mean, you don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about Grandel. You don't want to talk about Ronaldo. I'll talk about Robert. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Why don't we tell, we'll talk to Rick about Robert and move him up in the lineup? Move him like up in the number, order. How about number three? Uh, thank you. Yes, Go absolutely. Ahead. Move up. next week. We'll talk more about the Sox. How's absolutely. That? Uh, so big thank you to everyone. <laughs> Thanks to Luke Pergandy and all the guys at Prop Swap. Thank you to Ooh. Jim Miller, Jimmy! Sean Davis, Randy Merkin. Job well Randy. done, as always, putting the show together. And, uh, Mikey, let's win some money. Absolutely NHL, NBA's fun. back. It was so much fun. It kind of feels like normal. Have a great weekend. All right, buddy? And we'll talk to you next week. You too, Carp. So all long, right, everybody. So long, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. NBA basketball is coming up next from the bubble on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.